This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is Morning Breath. We're a drive-time devotion. Sure to jumpstart your day. We welcome you in on this beautiful, is it Wednesday? Yes, October 9th. So good to have you here with us. What we do is take a chapter of the Bible, read it, spend some time in the Word. Then we come down to the studio here at the Merritt Island campus of East Coast Christian Center, read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever God directs us in the chapter. I say we because I'm here with my co-host today, Pastor Mark Cook. How are you doing, Pastor Mark? I'm good, Pastor Dan. How are you? Awesome, man. Doing good. How's your class going on uh, ECCC? ECCU. <laughs> it's great. It's, it's everybody gets excited about doing these classes. It's, it's just a ton of fun to to get in the Word and investigate all the all the things that God's got for us. Yeah, is it hearing yeah. the voice of God this month? Hearing it? the voice yeah, of God. It's good. Yeah, learning how to hear the Holy Spirit. It's a great class. Oh man, it's important. Yeah, it's really good class. Yeah, it's it's a life lesson. Uh, hearing the voice of God and getting a head start. I can't imagine if I'd have gotten the head start that that class offers. That uh, might have done a better job early on. You know, sometimes <laughs> sure. it's tough. Yeah. And uh, understand a little bit about how God speaks, when God speaks, the ways God speaks. Uh, it's really, really powerful and important. Anyway, we're off track a little bit. Tell the folks how to get involved in Morning Breath. We want you to join us in this Drive Time devotional so you can go on and find the Morning Breath guide that tells you what chapter we're going to be in, tells you what chapters we've been in, so you can get caught up. You can go back and read the rest of Matthew and get caught up to chapter 19 with us today. You can find that guide on our app. Download the East Coast app, and there is a Morning Breath button there. And under that button, there is a Morning Breath guide as well as podcasts for you to listen to past episodes of the show. You can find that same information on our website, eccc.us. There's a Morning Breath link there. You can always call the office, 452-1060. Press 0 for the operator. We can mail or email you a guide. While you're on the app or website, uh, you can jump over to our YouTube page. You can find all kinds of information, watch our messages, just learn about East Coast. Yep, that's an awesome thing to do. Now, we've got a couple of announcements before we get in the Word today. And the first one, I'm going to let you take it. It's a big, uh, I've been talking about it all week, so. Oh, you probably are going to be better at it than me. Okay, then (laughs) Flourish Conference this week, Friday, October 11th and 12th. You need to register for it. You can still register. It's really close to being sold out, but give it a shot. Get on the air, register. Um, You can go to our uh, ECCC backslash events webpage, and uh, that'll get you right there. Dot .us, right? And you yep. get right to it. So uh, that'll help you register with the conference. This is a woman's conference, and it is incredible. And if you're 16, to, uh, there's no limit on yeah. how old. Uh, on the on the upper end, on the younger end, we 16-year-olds and, and above, we would love to have you at that event. It's an incredible event, four special speakers. It's powerful and uh, one of the best events we do of the year. See, I would have missed all the register now or you're going to miss it thing. So sorry, great sorry. thing. Glad, all right, glad date, I did it. <laughs> we got date night coming up on the on the 12th. That's this coming Saturday. Uh, we're going to have date night. Date night is when we do uh, on our 530 Saturday service, the second Saturday of the month. You can come to that service, bring your kids, leave them in our kids' church, and then after church you can go out and, and just have a date uh, or whatever you need to do for three hours till 10 o'clock. And so that's free child care until 10 o'clock for you to get some time mm-hmm. in, work on that relationship, get some done, whatever it looks like, just make sure you're back by 10, and wow. we'll have those kids in, in good condition for you. Beautiful. Yep, get them back to you, and you can have a great evening. Anyway, Nick, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Good. Now, Nick's our new but well-trained engineer. Yes. Been engineering all this week on his own. Is that right? 
That is correct. Is this your first solo week? Yes. Yeah, it's like flying a plane. And if you come to East Coast, you can become an engineer in a week. That's that's what I just heard you say. <laughs> well, well <laughs> kind of. Nick has a background in this area, and he's a soundboard uh, amazing person. And here you got to run a soundboard and mics, and you got to kind of do the front of house, back of house, middle of house, and then run a computer on top of it. Yeah. So, yeah, it takes a little bit of a... I think Nick has three arms. Is that last time I looked? <laughs> yes, I, saw... I do. I do. Oh, good, good. I thought that was the case. Oh, they look good coming out of your pink tutu. Anyway, moving <laughs> <laughs> on radio, they can't tell, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, no, he's dressed like a normal person. Anyway, uh, let's get into the chapter today. What chapter did you read, Mark? I read Matthew 19. Oh, so. that's awesome. Me too. <laughs> I can jump uh, over to another. Matt read Matthew 19 yesterday as oh. well. So, yeah. So we had a little bit of a cross-up yesterday, but we got crossed back in and we spent a little time, and he got into the word, and I just waited on him, and then we we jumped in. So we're gonna. I'm gonna read New King James. That's yeah, I think usually that's what your I'll do. flavor. Yep. And uh, where should we split it? We got 30 verses. So and there's a great break right at 15. So sure. I'll read 15. You read 15. I'll do it. So I'll get you started for the first 15. Pastor Dan, I say unto you, read, sir. Now it came to pass when Jesus had finished these sayings that he departed from Galilee and came to the region of Judea beyond the Jordan. And great multitudes followed him, and he healed them there. The Pharisees also came to him, testing him, and saying to him, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for just any reason? And he answered and said to them, Have you not read that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female? And said, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So then they are no longer two but one flesh." Therefore, what God has joined together, let not man separate. They said to him, Why then did Moses command to give a certificate of divorce and to put her away? And he said to them, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, permitted you to divorce your wives, but from the beginning it was not so. And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another commits adultery. And whoever marries her who is divorced commits adultery. His disciples said to him, If such is the case of the man with his wife, it is better not to marry. But he said to them, All cannot accept the saying, but only to those whom it has been given. For there are eunuchs who were born thus from their mother's womb, and there are eunuchs who were made eunuchs by men, and there are eunuchs who made themselves eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven's sake. He who is able to accept it, let him accept it. Then little children were brought to him, that he might put his hands on them and pray. But the disciples rebuked them. But Jesus said, Let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and departed from there. Verse 16, Now behold, one came and said to him, Good teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? So he said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. He said to him, Which ones? Jesus said, You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, honor your father and mother, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, All these things I have kept from my youth, what do I still lack? Jesus said to him, If you want to be perfect, go, sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Assuredly, I say to you that it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. 
And again, I say to you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. When his disciples heard it, they were greatly astonished, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said to them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Then Peter answered and said to him, See, we have left all and followed you. Therefore, what shall we have? So Jesus said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that in the regeneration, when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. Amen. You know, this chapter, there are some issues in this chapter that, that some people stumble over in the, in the world today. And when I say people, I don't mean people outside the body of Christ. I mean people in the body of Christ. In fact, I've heard, uh, I've actually heard condemning, condemnation, words of, uh, that's not what that's saying, da-da-da-da-da, etc. Especially when it comes to uh, the verse 29. It says, everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or fathers mother, wife, children, or lands, for my namesake, shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. And when we look at this, you know, I, first, first cross-up that I hear people mis, uh, misuse that verse about is it, it, eternal life, what it is. Some people point and say, oh, well, that means you're going to get something great when you die. Eternal life isn't when you die. Eternal life happens the moment you're born again, and it's eternal. Here's the amazing thing about eternal that most people don't look at. Eternal but goes both ways. It goes all the way forward forever and ever and ever in time, but it goes back all the way in time as well. That's why we were in Christ when he was crucified. He was crucified for you. How in the world were you in Christ? Well, you got eternal life, and eternal is both ways, and it starts now. It doesn't start when you die. It doesn't start way back then. You are now on, and I don't know how God sees time. He's outside of time, and I'm not going to get into a time travel thing. But I do know this, that the moment you're born again, you receive eternal life, which is part of how you live, or it should be all of how you live in the right now in your life. And I see so many people get crossed up on that point. And, and then, because of that, they remove receiving a hundredfold out of that, that mm. God doesn't choose for you to be blessed now. God doesn't choose for you to receive a hundred times what you gave up for him is God's will for your life. And I, it, I know that I, you know, I, I've been called a prosperity preacher before. I don't think I am. I think I have a good understanding about why God would want to prosper somebody in the kingdom of God to advance and further the kingdom of God, but uh, I'm not out buying Cadillacs with, you know, the money that I, that God would increase me with, but I'm also not out there being poor, you know, sort of to try to be holy. That doesn't jive with what the Bible teaches in that way, and there's just a lot of things like that. So that eternal life and that hundredfold return, I really see a lot of people choke well, th- on it. I think that probably the reason for that is the conversation he has with this rich young ruler right before then. Yes. Uh, because the guy says, to, and, and this is a religious thing, and I'll, I'll, I'll back that up, and then I'll catch it up to what you were saying. Um, this guy comes to Jesus, and he says in verse 16, what good thing shall I do 
to inherit eternal life, yeah. right? That's that's the religious mindset, and it's understandable that he would sure, have that. Yeah. He lived in the law, Absolutely. right? That's, this is where we are, and that's another thing to keep in mind when you're reading the Gospels. Jesus is still walking under the law, and he's keeping it well, and he's telling other people to keep it well. So we got to make some delineations there because we're and now that he has risen, uh, we have been freed from that. But he answers this guy according to the law, and the, the law mindset, the religion mindset is, what do I need to do? I've got to do something. And so he says, well, keep the commandments. And he says, I've done all that. What do I still lack? Then he says, he says to this young man, go sell what, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor and you have treasure in heaven. Why? Because this kid was hung up on money. Yep. Right? This, I, I, you can correct me, Pastor Dan, if I'm wrong, but I, I think that the, the, the danger is that we see what Jesus said to this guy, and we go, that's true for everybody. If you want to follow Jesus, get rid of everything you own. Yeah. And yeah. I don't see people doing that. No. I, but I see him griping about other people who seem to be successful. Yes. There's a little bit of irony there. Yeah, not a little bit, probably quite a bit. <laughs> I think it's, there's a lot of iron in that irony right there. No, I wouldn't correct you on that at all, Mark. I think that it's just like when uh, when uh, Paul says to Timothy, drink a little wine for your stomach's sake, that everybody goes, oh, well, then I can, God's saying drink wine to everybody. Well, my name isn't Timothy. And God can speak to you directly in those areas. There are some people God has said, you shouldn't drink at all. There are other people, it's no problem to have a glass of wine. But see, that's where it's not a law, and you can't find laws on drinking in the Bible because now we're walking by the Spirit, yeah. and He's leading us. And uh, if you have a glass of wine, don't condemn the person that doesn't. And if you don't have a glass of wine, you know, don't comp- condemn the person who does because the Spirit is leading and things like that. And Jesus, Jesus obviously made... I think it was 129 gallons of wine for a wedding feast one time. So, you know, it's hard to knock Jesus, and and that was even under the law. No, I wouldn't correct that at all, Mark. I agree with it fully. He says here, and still going back to the idea of the law, he says, look, I've, Jesus says, he, first he says, what do I need to do? Then Jesus said, keep all the laws. And he says, I've done that. What do I still lack? I love that phrase, man. It's so, it's, I wrote it down. When you read it the first time I wrote it down, it is so amazing that, that's where you end up. Even if you think, see, I doubt that this guy kept all these things perfectly from his youth um, because yeah. he gives a big list. It's all these things I've done for my youth. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, even when you were a kid, come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really? Wow, you're amazing. But uh, he goes, What do I still lack? Why? Because a law can't give you eternal life. Yeah. And even if you perfectly followed it, but Jesus quickly goes, Okay, you think you got that all together. You actually, one of the Ten Commandments talks about coveting, covetousness, and he just pulls that curtain back, and the Wizard of Oz is exposed. And no, I think you got an issue here. What I do think that some people miss from this portion of Scripture is I think Jesus was actually offering him something incredible. Mm. He says, uh, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have, give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. The only people he said that to, or that was really kind of the, the guideline, were apostles, at least that I can see in the New Testament, in the, in the Gospels. And that was kind of, I wonder if he was offering this young man an apostolic call mm. to come follow him at that point. And then it does fit in with what the, you know, his apostles say later, you see, we have left all and followed you, therefore what should we have? And then Jesus goes, man, you can get a hundredfold return. 
And so I can actually follow that out in Peter's life and see it happen. Peter gives up his business. He gives up all that he gives up. He follows Jesus. And he ends up in the book of Acts sitting, and people come in and lay lands and money and buildings at his feet. Now, he doesn't spend them on his own, you know, sort of, uh, you know, having, I don't know, gold-lined robe or something, you know, or uh, I don't know. It's just silly stuff like that. But he he helped people. He furthered the kingdom. He had, I mean, wouldn't God, I mean, it's just to me, it's mind-blowing that people would, would think God wouldn't want you to have that thing that money allows you to have impact in people's lives, to help them out of situations, send them to college. I mean, by the grace of God, I've been able to do some things that I would have never been able to do if I wouldn't have been blessed at different times of my life in, in amazing ways to help people and to further the kingdom of God. And I, I believe in the hundredfold return. I believe there's a purpose for it for the kingdom of God, uh, but God does bless you in the process. You know, I, I haven't been hungry or my seed's not been forsaken, Amen. you know, in this process because God's taken care of me yeah. in this as well as made me more able to bless and help people in my life. I don't think I, I mentioned this on Morning Breath. I, I've mentioned this a few different times, but it's a thought that occurred to me uh, a while back, and, and it's just really, it kind of just was a, a, a great eye-opener. Um, talking about the hundredfold return and, and talking about investing in the kingdom of God, and I and I got to thinking and, and talking to my wife Angela. You know, I've been I've been in East Coast since 2003. Uh, um, just you know, so, and then I've moved around a little bit around the country and been in some other churches. And and because of good teaching, uh, I've been able to be faithful um, and and be consistent with with tithing and giving into the kingdom of God because I believe in the principle. And I started thinking about what you know what East Coast is doing, for example, and, and how we've grown since since we've come. We're up to four campuses, and, and and we're seeing more people's lives get changed, and all that stuff. And I think about things like cars. Uh, my family has probably been through about six cars over the last fifteen years. You know, just just you know, wear one out, get another one. We got yep. a big family. Uh, we we live in I think probably the fourth or fifth house um, from moving around. <laughs> and I think about you know the, the the things that come up in you, and you've got to make the house payment, you've got to make the car payment. But I, you know what? I don't have those cars anymore. I don't have those houses anymore. Right. But the investment that I've made in the kingdom is, has increased exponentially. Yes. It's, yes. The, it's the best investment you can ever make. That's right. And I, and I can see that when, when I look at my life that way. And it's, it's been such an impact to think of it from that perspective. Um, you know, you were talking about having an abundance. You know, Paul specifically says that the purpose is that we would have an abundance for every good work, and that we have good works foreordained for us to walk in. The works are already there, and God intends to resource you to accomplish them for the name of Jesus. Absolutely. He's not going to leave you lacking so that Jesus' name doesn't get declared. No, it's a beautiful picture. You know, most people overlook that in Scripture when talking about, you know, how much God has given to you and so, so that you might overflow and have enough for every good work. And that misthought that, that God wants us to be able to have impact anytime there's an opportunity. And you know what? There are times that I might not be as equipped as I could to help in every opportunity, but that's what I'm shooting for. I'm shooting for being in a position that goes, oh, yeah, there's something needs a, somebody needs help over there. Yeah, we can do that. And God, by his grace, has kind of set East Coast Christian Center up to do that in many ways. And when you know, the flooding in Houston happened, you know, the same day 
that it came out. We were sending, you know, thousands of dollars to a church in Houston to be able to help in, in a community. Same thing. And I'm not saying this to blow anybody's horn because this isn't somebody. This is our church who's done this. And that's because people are faithful givers at our church. Yeah. That the moment something happened in the Bahamas, I mean, that happened on, you know, what was that Sunday, Monday kind of uh, of that hurricane week when Dorian was headed towards us. And on Tuesday and Wednesday, we were sending money uh, to we're getting hit with a tropical storm only, you know, Tuesday at midnight or whenever that was through Wednesday morning. And uh, we were able to send and help. And when things happen around the country, we have a network of churches we're involved with called ARC, Association of Related Churches. And we're able to connect with a church somewhere and help and send money or send funds or do something good. And it is just an incredible thing to be able to help every time the Spirit of God says, help, you know, and help in sometimes a substantial way. And that's God's plan for your life. And this rich young ruler wasn't being set up to end up losing. If he would have invested in the kingdom, like Jesus said, divested himself of all his wealth and followed Jesus before it was over with, maybe he would have been the chief guy to manage this for Peter Later on in the book of Acts, yeah. who knows how God would have done it? And I'm totally guessing there. I have no thing. Some people say this is Barnabas because the region he was in and the region that Barnabas is from, and Barnabas comes from a rich background, that it might have been him. And Barnabas ended up an apostle, you know, yeah. following God as an apostle. And so who knows? I don't know if that's true, but I do know that God's faithful in the, in the calling of God is without repentance. Yeah. And so if God was calling him into apostleship here... That means the gift was there already. Yeah, it was there already, and he could enter into it later in life as well. So maybe it was, and maybe it wasn't, but still it's a blessing. As we're talking about this, I'm thinking of the sequence. Um, You know, Jesus said, if you will seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then everything you need will be added to you. And as I think about what this guy's doing, he had all the money, and then he went looking for the kingdom of God. Yep. And all Jesus did was flip it around and say... You know, and Peter said, well, wait, we gave up everything and followed you. He's like, yeah, that's the order. Yeah, that's the right That's way. the right order. And sequence, I think, is really important Important when you put God first, and that's even the, the picture I was painting before when talking about, you know, my own story. It's, it's learning that God goes first, and when that happens, then everything else is going to be added, added to you. But if, you, if your life is focused on adding everything you need first and then God, mm. you're always going to have a hard time, and that's why it's going to be tricky. And being rich was kind of a way that people uh, ascribed God's favor. That's why the apostles were astonished oh, in verse 25. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, you're rich? God must really be favoring you. And then Jesus says, well, you got a problem there. you got to get rid of all that stuff and follow me to get your mind right. Yeah. And then they're like, wait, what? <laughs> huh? I thought Abraham's blessing was part of the proof that you, you were his God. Yeah. And it was, but it didn't start that way. Mm. It started with Abraham giving up everything, and you don't. You don't have to divest yourself of everything to give God everything. You know, we didn't divest our—I mean, I didn't have a lot when I got (laughs) saved, but I didn't divest myself of every physical item I had when I got saved, but everything I had was God's Mm. when I got saved. You know, I I put it in his hands, and we did give away boats and cars, and, you know, I've never given away a house Um, someday. I hope to be able to, but um, I've been able to help some people buy houses, but— uh, never done a whole house. I don't know if I'll ever be able to get to that point in my life, but uh, 
it's got to be, is it, is it your, we're stewards, we're, we take care of stuff, it's, it's on loan from God, and it's the kingdom of God's. And when God says, you know, give that, just like he did this first young ruler, and this is challenging. I'm not minimizing this. This would be a big, you know, I don't know, ice cube to swallow, you know, <laughs> if God said, okay, divest yourself. I know somebody who's done it twice in his life. And uh, the results later were incredible. You watch what God did when somebody divested themselves. I've known a couple missionaries that have done it and a couple of other people that have done it. And uh, pretty amazing to watch God's faithfulness when you start with nothing again. Wow. And how fast God. See, you could lose everything, and if you still had God, you'd be okay. You could have everything, and if you lost God... You would not be okay. And that's back to the order, what you said too, Mark. Let's take a break. We'll be back in a little bit. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. People often say kids are like sponges. Their powerful young minds will soak up anything and everything. This is true, especially during their toddler years, which is why it is important that they be in a fun, friendly, God-centered learning environment like East Coast Christian Academy. We offer activities in the areas of social, emotional, physical, and spiritual to guide those minds toward all that they were created to be. Contact Cindy Smith for more information at 453-KIDS. That's 453-5437. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. Commercial Real Estate Services. Scott Langston, senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you how having a professional can make a difference in your buying, investing, or leasing commercial property. Scott Langston, 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. Now go out there and make it a great day. TNT, the new thing, church for the fired up teenager. Come out for a night of worship, growth, and good times. Every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. at East Coast Christian Center. For more information, call 452-1060, extension 149. For frequent updates and events, check us out on Facebook and Instagram. East Coast Vieira meets every week at Vieira High School at 915 and 1045. With a high energy and dynamic children's ministry for all ages, East Coast Vieira Youth meets every Sunday night at 6 p.m. For more information or to learn more, our website is vieira.eccc.us. Imagine what Brevard County could be like if we would minister to the homeless and those suffering from life-controlling behaviors. Please join Overlook Ministries at our annual Fiesta Dinner on October 19th at 7 p.m. in the East Coast Christian Center Avenue to see how you can make a difference. Once again, that's October 19th at 7 p.m. in the East Coast Christian Center Avenue. The need is great and the time is now. 
Ladies, you are invited to Flourish Refined Conference, a two-day event with worship, live teaching, and a space created specifically for us to grow together as women. Join us on October 11th and 12th at East Coast Christian Center. Our speakers include Carolyn Haas from Substance Church in Minneapolis and Jessica Stahlbaum from East Coast Christian Center. Experience healing, freedom, purpose, and peace. For more information, go to eccc.us slash sisterhood and register today. That's eccc.us slash sisterhood. We can't wait to see you on October 11th and 12th. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Welcome back, everybody. Get ready to close up the show. Mark was saying something during the break. Hit it, brother. I was talking about religion, and, and one thing we didn't get to was in the first half of this chapter, the Pharisees came, came yeah. to Jesus and tried yeah. to tried to trip him up um, with some religious stuff and, and legalism and saying, you know, it says this, and what does this really mean? And Jesus had to say, that's really not what it says. And if you go back and read that, it says this instead. And then the, <laughs> the, the rich young ruler comes to him and says, you know, here's religion. And what do I got to do? They both led with religion. Yes. They both came to God with religion. They both they both wanted to to get into the kingdom of God. They wanted to use religion to trip up something that was really righteous. And the bottom line is, when you come to Jesus, you just don't need to come with religion. We feel like we have to put on this religious show to come to Jesus, and he's going to correct us every time, because if we just put down our religion and put down our stuff mm, and just come man. to him as we are— then, man, then we can inherit. That's why he let the kids come, because they just come. They're just yes. they're, they're just who they are. They don't put on airs. They don't put on religion. They just come. And he said, man, I want these guys sitting on my lap. Yeah. And he wants you sitting on his lap, Amen. too. Amen. Come on. God bless you guys. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.